I think, I mean, it's useful to just go back to, I think, three points. The one is that um, we should all remember that apartheid was declared a crime against humanity by the General Assembly, and that was endorsed by the Security Council. And then, of course, you had the TRC legislation, which made it very clear that if you did not apply for amnesty or if you did apply and you were refused amnesty, then prosecutions would follow. And, of course, in 1998, when the TRC handed over its first set of reports, we also handed over a list of 300 names to the National Prosecution, um, asking them to investigate further with a view to prosecutions. And of course, in the period since then, um, I and a number of commissioners had a number of meetings with the NPA to ask them what the block was in terms of both investigation and prosecution. And of course, if one looks at the Nakatula case, we also have to place, I think, some of the blame um, with the Commission because, in my view, I think that many amnesty judges didn't have an understanding of the sort of normative framework of transitional justice and even less international law, and they made a number of mistakes. And Nakatula's case, like many of the disappearances, is one of them. You know, here you had a dispute between the white security police and the Askaris, who were mainly black, um, and where the Askaris were saying, well, it was absolutely impossible for these people to have escaped back to the ANC. And so, you know, in terms of an enforced disappearance, what the Amnesty Committee should have found is that they were last seen in the custody of state officials, and there's a presumption that they need to explain what's happened to them. That didn't happen. And of course, if you look at many of the cases we are looking at, there are these classic disappearances. There is an obligation on South Africa to provide the truth to the families and to prosecute where necessary. And I, and I guess this question of 21 years down the line, there is a big question, why has the state not really done its job? around these questions because if you look at the last cases on the Zimbabwe torturer which Angela's outfit has done, we have probably the most advanced jurisprudence in the world around the question of universal jurisdiction and so that raises the question if we can do it for Zimbabwe torturers, why can't we do it around our own cases? So how then, Yasmin, do you propose uh, we pursue domestic accountability for these crimes? Because the TRC did its job and then, you know, just about nothing. So, you know, what's the point then? Because uh, what does it say about that entire process? Well, it makes a mockery of the process because it means that for those who genuinely committed themselves to the process and went through amnesty, they did it and now they know that there are a whole host of others who are sitting quite pretty without ever having been held accountable. And so I think there are two options. The one is we've got to get the state to set up a mechanism to fast track these cases because many of these alleged perpetrators are also dying and on their deathbeds and so the question of evidence is a major issue. And the other is of course where many families are looking at what can they pursue privately, can they go to court and demand inquests at least, which is a starting process. And I think a third is to look at what kind of truth recovery we can do out there. And of course people like Saha, like Marjorie, they continue to do that. But really this is a case where we need to put pressure on the state to do its job.